gather round as we take a look into the bizarre and unexplained mysteries of our reality, broken down piece by piece into bite-sized portions to satisfy your hunger for the unknown. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Apeman, three terms that have sparked curiosity in the minds of cryptozoologists and wilderness lovers combined. One particular area in Skamania County, Washington, has extensive stories of ape-like creatures and their strange encounters with man. Ape Canyon is a gorge along the edge of the Plains of Abraham, on the southeast shoulder of Mount St. Helens. The gorge narrows to as close as eight feet at one point. The canyon was reportedly the site of a violent encounter between a group of miners and several ape men, or Sasquatch, an event that later was incorporated into the Bigfoot folklore. These allegations were reported on July 16, 1924. Fred Beck, Gabe Leffeffer, John Patterson, Marion Smith, and Smithson Roy described coming upon gorilla men near where they built a small cabin for their gold mining trips. They claimed they were eight miles from Spirit Lake when they encountered four of the giant animals moving through the forest with erect, human-like strides. They were covered with long black hair. Their ears are about four inches long and stick straight up. They have four toes, short and stubby. The witness claimed and estimated each animal to weigh about 400 pounds. Scared witless by the giant creatures, Fred Beck, or one of his companions, fired his rifle at one of the creatures and struck three times. The wounded animal then fell off the cliff, but that was not the end of the story. That night, the men woke up to the cabin being hit by huge stones that were being thrown by mountain devils on all sides, when they heard and felt giant bodies slamming against the walls and doors before tearing a hole in the roof, allowing them to target Beck. Two of the rocks struck Beck, one of them rendering him unconscious for nearly two hours. The men began to shoot at the eight men, and the attacks would cease only to start back up again minutes later. At one point, one of the supposed creatures reached into the cabin through a hole in the construction and took hold of an axe, but was stopped before he could pull it out of the building. The siege continued until daybreak, when the men finally inched their way out of the cabin. One of the men, Fred Beck, saw one of the Bigfoot creatures standing at a distance at the edge of what is now Ape Canyon. Beck fired at the creature, supposedly watched it stumble and run off. The men then ran for their lives out of the woods. Ranger J.H. Huffman and William Welch hiked into the forest with Beck, who took them to the cliff where he said the wounded ape man was shot. They found nothing. They continued on to the cabin, and Beck pointed out the large stones that had been used in the attack. Huffman and Welch weren't impressed including that the gold prospectors had probably placed the large stones there themselves and faked the story. An Oregonian reporter asked the rangers about the 14-inch long footprints found near the cabin. They responded that they believed that the gold 
prospectors had made these prints themselves also. But friends of the men reported that they believed the story and that they actually saw something which cannot be explained. William Halliday, director of the Western Speleological Survey, claimed in his 1983 pamphlet titled Ape Men and the Mount St. Helen Apes that the miners' attack was actually yo- local youths. Till the eruption of Mount St. Helen, counselors from the YMCA's Camp Meehan on nearby Spirit Lake brought hikers to the canyon's edge and related a tradition that the 1924 incident was actually the result of young campers throwing light pumice stones into the canyon, not realizing that there were prospectors at the bottom. Looking up, the prospectors would have only seen dark moonlit figures throwing stones at their cabin. The narrow walls of the canyon would have served to distort the voices of the YMCA campers enough to frighten the men below. Unfortunately, the site of the cabin is no longer known, but Ape Canyon continues to be a popular hiking destination despite being significantly altered by the eruption of Mount St. Helen in 1980. It seems that neither hordes of otherworldly ape men nor active volcanoes can keep people away from this lovely spot. In May of 1950, Jim Carter, a 32-year-old skier, was with a 20-member climbing party from Seattle who were on Mount St. Helens in Washington. On the way down the mountain, he left the other climbers near a landmark called Dog's Head at around 8,000 feet. Carter wasn't just an experienced skier, he was also an experienced mountaineer. He told the rest of the climbers he would ski around to the left and take a picture of the group as they skied down to the timberline. From here, Carter took off down the mountain in a wild, death-defying dash, apparently taking chances that no skier of his caliber would have taken unless something was terribly wrong or he was being pursued. He apparently jumped over two or three large crevices and was going like the devil down the slope, seemingly frightened of something. That was the last time that anyone saw Carter alive. Was his disappearance linked to the famous eight men attack in 1924? Despite a large search of the area for weeks by experienced search and rescue teams, no trace of Carter was found. Only a discarded film box at the point where he had taken a picture was discovered. When Carter's tracks reached the steep side of Ape Canyon, the searchers were amazed to find that he had been in such a hurry that he went straight down the steep canyon walls but they did not find him at the bottom of the canyon where they expected. The tracks were traced by plane again towards the Eagle Creek Ranger Station before they disappeared into complete wilderness. Carter's complete disappearance is an unsolved mystery to this day, declared Bob Lee, a member of the Seattle Mountain Search and Rescue Unit who was involved in the operation to find Carter. Lee was a very experienced Portland mountaineer, and his credentials included that he was a member of the exclusive worldwide Alpine team and the leader of the 1961 Himalayan expedition and advisor to the 1963 American expedition. Lee said that every time he got cut off from the rest of the searchers during the long search, he got the feeling that somebody or something was watching him, and there was something strange on the high slope of the mountain. He described the search as the most eerie experience I have ever had. I could feel the hair on the back of my neck standing up. It was eerie. I was unarmed, except for my ice axe. And believe me, I did not let that thing go. 
We combed the canyon one end to the other for five days. Sometimes there were as many as 75 people in the search party, but no sign of Carter or his equipment was found except the film box, said Lee. After two weeks, the search was called off. Seventy years later, Jim's remains and equipment still have never been found. Are there possible eight men hiding within the wilderness and caves surrounding Mount St. Helens? It may just be my optimistic mind, but I certainly like to contemplate the idea. Man has an inherited need for exploration and discovery, and it seems that there may just be a few more mysteries hidden in the vast wilderness that still remains all around us. That about does it for this bite-sized bizarrity. Until next time, keep your eyes peeled and your minds open, because you never know what truths may be hidden within our legends, myths, and folklore. No, 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 no.